Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, I'm so excited to chat with Deb Shell. Deb, you are a community strategist, a community leader, and podcast host. You're found on the web at findcalmhere.com. Deb, what you do is that you help entrepreneurs build uh, find calm while they're building, launching, and growing a paid online community. Okay, so someone's listening to a conversation like, okay, cool. Why is Josh so excited right now? <laughs> it's because, and I shared this with you before we started recording. Um, I noticed that one, you know, one the platform that you use personally and one that you're quite familiar with is Mighty Networks. So over the past eight days, this is how the universe works, uh, uh, is uh, I've actually spent about 20 plus hours getting all of our assets together. I've got a huge, like, all this video library and all these um, SOPs and everything that we use for all of our clients, so we can help them attract kind of like their dream high ticket guests. So I've I've got all this stuff that we kind of kept in WordPress and you know people access it that way. But there really hasn't been any way of we have about 140 clients. There's really no good way for them. We chat with them individually on Slack, but Slack isn't really a good community platform. So I did a lot of research on platforms and Mighty just seemed to check all the boxes, the requirements I was looking for. And Deb, you are an expert in building thriving communities. So that's why I'm like, oh, I told you as soon as you popped on, I'm like, Deb, I think we're going to become really good friends. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's so uh, interesting how the universe works out. So thanks so much for having me here. I'm super excited to talk about community building and uh, any, answer any questions for you. I'm certainly happy to do that on this call for about Mighty Tech stuff because that is my expertise. Yeah. So go us, give, it, give us an overview of why, you know, first off, why you call it Find Calm Here. And then go ahead and give us an overview of like who you work with, what you do and, and the problem, the big problems that you solve. Well, the big problem that I had in 2020 was that the pandemic happened for one thing, and I was going to launch an on uh, in-person event, which I switched to an online community uh, in the pivot. And when I did that, what my challenges were was that I was trying to move a million miles a minute learning all of these things all at the same time, how to build an online business, how to be successful at uh, gaining and can keeping and retaining clients, how to uh, manage all of these clients and juggle them all at the same time while building an online community, while launching an online business, <laughs> literally driving myself crazy. So um, 
basically the, the title Find Calm Here was a foundational part of where I started my community building journey online in 2020 when I launched the Find Calm Here community. And it was a, started as a wellness community, actually, for people who wanted to learn about how to help them find calm in challenging times, which we were going through in the spring of 2020 was the, 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 the big time that there was a lot of change happening for people. So that is where the name came from. It morphed over six months into a community building community. And that is when I decided to start my consulting business in 2020, in the fall, based on feedback from people that saw what I did in my online community launch, which Find Calm Here initially launched in June of 2020. And they saw what I was doing. And they said, Deb, you seem to really get the Mighty Networks platform. Mm -hmm. You seem to really like have ease with it. It's not stressful for you. I got on calls with people and answered all these questions. And they said, Deb, you should get paid to do this. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, at the same time, I was also struggling with, I had just left my corporate job, became location independent in December of 2019, excited to leave my corporate job of sales to adventure into travel writing mm. in 2020, except that we weren't traveling wow. after March Whoops. of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I launched this online community and I was challenged with that. And based on the fact that I basically failed in my first launch, I learned so much and I had spent so much time and energy with it that I found that the consulting business was my next shift. And so the, the purpose now for Find Calm here is about helping others find calm in this community building process because I found a way to find calm and it can be stressful, but it can also be a way of uh, slow and steady is the race is my kind of yeah. like theme throughout. So that was a Are, lot of information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Deb, can you give us a lay of the land? And 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 if you can, maybe just list off, um, you know, if we're, there may be some folks, like for me, for example, so my background, Savings Angel, um, so we ended up doing you know, between six and $7 million in revenue based on $20 a month memberships. So people would come to Savings Angel for the service and we would help them cut their grocery bill in half. It was great service, but they would stay for the community and the community was far more powerful and resourceful than, than me and my internal team could ever be because now we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are all collaborating now on all of this money saving tips and like, Hey, if you go to this grocery store, blah, 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 you can, you know, so like that was just so wonderful, but back in the day, so this was, we launched that at January, 2007. And I think it was maybe a year or two after maybe about, I think about a year or two after we implemented V bulletin <laughs> and this was old school forms. I don't know. It's probably still a thing. Um, but you know, I would spend a lot of time, you know, getting that to is all in like PHP MySQL, but I spent a lot of time kind of hacking it and getting it to do exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and there may be other business owners out there that have used community-based platforms, or maybe they've been relying upon Facebook groups and they're not satisfied with how that's going. I know I, you know, we've kind of goofed around with Facebook groups and I'm not a big fan, but can you give us a lay of the land of the biggest players out there right now and where community-based software has evolved to in the year 2022? Yeah, that's a lot there to go over, <laughs> but what I can do is start with a little bit of just sharing uh, what I what I learned 
in the last year was that there are so many directions that it can get very confusing very quickly and it's you can get very lost. The reason why I chose the Mighty Network platform is because I was actually a member of an online community for about two and a half years, which was on a Mighty Network. I loved that it was separate from Facebook. And so I wasn't um, a big fan uh, in 20, uh, when, when, probably 2018 was when I started on Mighty and maybe 20, yeah, 2018 was when I started on Mighty. And it's just such a nice focus because whatever you go to these specific communities for, it's just, that's what it's all about. That subject matter. And for the particular one that I'm mentioning here, it was about location independence. And that was a really big focus of mine to become location independent and become an entrepreneur. Uh, and that was my goal from 2018. And that community aspect what you're talking about is the magic. It's what how you make progress, how you, you can watch a course online and that's really helpful. But how to implement those things and doing it with other people mm. is the way that you you and others can make massive impact in the lives of yourself and others. Uh, and it's just an amazing thing to be able to bring people together online um, and create these impactful experiences in addition to combining that with in-person events, because now we'll get to hopefully soon connect in person wherever you are. Uh, and co combining that, what happened was when I joined this online community in 2018, it was through courses and uh, to support me in my progress. And I ended up jumping on a plane and meeting 35 strangers that they're now my best friends based on that experience. And those people have helped guide me and task me through this way. Um, there's a lot of other platforms comparative to Mighty. Um, mostly Mighty is a good one for entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, leaders, um, people who are doing wellness. Um, I'm in a mindfulness community. The Mindful Living Collective is really great for mindfulness. There's um, really great networking communities out there. Um, so there's a lot of communities. And what I usually recommend to people before they jump onto a platform is actually join a community that's on that platform. So whether it's uh, Mighty or it's Circle or uh, even Facebook groups to just see how those interact and Slack channels to see how those interact. Those are like the bigger players for, as far as I'm. And then there's um, there's two other that I'm blanking on right now. I'll, I'll probably come back to you in a second. But uh, yeah. those are the main, main ones. Circle is one that I am a member of on. But the, the viewability isn't, I like, I'm a creator, I'm a photographer and an artist by backgrounds and journalist by, by trade. So I love the visual aspects of Mighty. And that's what drew, drew me to it as a community builder. Um, a lot of people like the analytical aspect of Circle. So those are the yeah. two differences. If let's say that there's a coach consultant agency, they've got a community, it's on Facebook, it's like a Facebook group, but it's pretty much dead. Is starting a community like Mighty Networks going to solve their problem? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got to ask the question, right? And, and I'm just, have, I'm teeing you up with a big softball, Deb. Go ahead and knock it out of the park. No, no, but I wanted to tell you, uh, I did have a client that has uh, 900 people in it and a, a semi-active community, not super active. It could be helped if the host actually was in there more, but which is why I say, no, it doesn't help just to like, if you have a dead community to aliven it, it actually challenges it because if you have a somewhat active community on Facebook, those people are showing you that they're interested in engaging further. And those are the people 
who are engaging that are going to dive deeper with you into another place. Um, it's if there's no interaction on your Facebook group or, or whatnot, then that's a yeah. lot more challenging. You're not really your message isn't connecting with the people who are in there. And there's a lot of like I said earlier, there's a lot of like distraction between, uh, you know, when you log into Facebook, you could have messages from your boss or your aunt or your 17 year old son, you know, whatever. It's like, there's all this stuff, confusion there. But when you go to Mighty or these other platforms, it's specifically for that content. So that's really a, the the important thing I feel like is the distinction. Um, but going, just let me answer your question a little bit clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the biggest thing I found that helps is to do discovery and asking people what they want. So instead of launching and building out this whole big idea of like, I'm going to build out seven Mm -hmm. courses and I'm going to create an onboarding plan and I'm going to do all of these things. Have you asked people if they're really interested in doing this X, Y, Z thing with you? And that to me is the difference in making a a really successful online community and not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Point, shoot, aim. Not, not, uh, not, not the best way. Uh, and you know, so what are some ways that we can validate that? I mean, it's just, it's just as simple as just asking the question or like, if you were to, you know, create a little bit more of a process for being intelligent, you know, and thoughtful about how we launch a community, what, what might that look like? There's a couple of different ways. And uh, one of the clients I worked with, we, he did have this Facebook group. I recommended about doing a survey. So putting together a simple Google Forms survey or something like that, that asks them questions specifically to validate what you're trying to do. Guys, I have this idea. I really want to launch this online community where we're going to connect and you're going to get a one-on-one or you're going to get group mm. consulting and you're going to get X, Y, or Z from it. Um, you know, do you think this is something you want to invest in? Do you think that you would invest $50 a month in this to better if you could get X, Y, and Z result? Um, do you think you want to do it with other people? Is it, is your journey something you want to share with others? Maybe you, this is a very sensitive, particularly this client was a very sensitive topic. Very, very sensitive topic. So it's a private conversation. Do you want to share that with people? Are we creating a safe space for you? Is this safe? Is this space is this, if we have a community already somewhere and we're talking about moving it, is this already a safe space or how are we going to bring them to that place to ensure to them that this is a safe space? So those are a couple of things that I would just note there um, as far as questions to ask um, other than like a survey or just posting questions in either your social media or like connections you already know, sending private emails to people that you're really close with that might be interested. I have this program. I'm really excited and I think you would be really great good fit for it. Would you be interested in chatting for 30 minutes about it? I can tell you a little bit more then and getting a calendar event. And that's how a lot of the clients I work with help uh, get their first couple founding members into their community when it's a smaller, mm. they, maybe they don't have, you know, a hundred thousand people on their email list and they don't have these sales funnily things and all that stuff. Maybe they just want to start and like build an intentional place and small but mighty is what we, we say. Yeah. You know, so I wonder then, uh, you know, question I have is say someone, so here's the life cycle I experienced, right? Is that, you know, uh, these forums, you know, kind of first generation forum software um, were very popular and people would, you know, spend time in those individual communities and then social media became the norm. 
And so everybody's like, well, we're just going to do everything on Facebook, Twitter, so forth, Instagram. So, um, but what are like, what would be some good case uses that it might be appropriate to just stay within a platform like Facebook, a Facebook group versus, and I think you already talked about this just a little bit, but, you know, versus, okay, I'm going to make an ask that for people to participate in this community, they're going to have to go to a whole different platform. They might not have, you know, Mighty Network app installed on their phone, or now I'm asking them to kind of plug into this whole new thing where they're kind of already on Facebook. Like, how do we make that decision to, to make that ask? I mean, you can always, you know, again, ask your audience, but is there any rules of thumb there? I say, keep it simple for yourself. Firstly, the number one rule is keep it simple for yourself. So if it is not in your uh, time frame or financial situation that you can hire support or do make the time to spend time building, launching and growing an online community, stick where you're at and what you're good at and then start slow and maybe do some beta testing with a small, smaller group of people to see if this is going to be the right shift for you and your business and your community members. Um, if you're already on Facebook and you have a really great Facebook group going and everybody is, you know, nobody's complaining about Facebook or asking you to move, yeah. um, then maybe it makes sense just to stay there for now, you know, until we figure out what this whole metaverse and all of the other things that are happening. Mm -hmm. with Facebook. But, um, you know, I even said to people when they're starting out, you don't even need an online platform. All you need is a Zoom link if you want to connect with virtual events and an email address and say, hey, guys, we're meeting on Tuesdays at three or hi, gals. Our, our weekly session is on Wednesdays at noon. I hope you can join us. Here's the Zoom link. You literally don't need all of these fancy things. Now, once you get larger, like you're talking about bigger audiences, of course, it's going to be helpful to have an onboarding plan and a support team with um, people who can, you know, handhold uh, members when they come in to make sure that they know where they're going. And the biggest mistake I see people is they don't spend time on discovery and they don't spend time on that onboarding process because whenever you create a really great experience for people, they'll want to share that experience with others for one thing. So they'll bring people to your community. But if you create a crappy experience, they're probably not going to come back. So the biggest important thing is creating the experience more than all the techie stuff. It doesn't Letting go of perfection. You don't have to have all the things, you know, all the pretty logos and, and URLs, but really focusing on What's the purpose? What are we doing here? What do I want to feel as a host of this place? How do my members want to feel? That's why I find calm is, is really all about how do I find calm in this business and in this online community just as much as I want my members to find calm and, and find that it's a place where they want to hang out. Like, would you, if this was an in-person place, would this be somewhere to hang out that you as the host would enjoy to hang out with? So those are things that I would say to think about. What are the main areas where you see launching and trying, attempting to grow a community go sideways? Maybe there's like, oh, crap, we opened this up. And then all of a sudden, you know, maybe we had, you know, 10% of our clients are not happy about something. And they started turning it into a big, bad thing, you know, where, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, crap you know, you know, they're worried about maybe the negativity seeping into the whole community. I don't know. I'm just like making stuff up. I mean, I'm just kind of going through fears that some folks may have 
um, you know, if they're working as a service provider, obviously you want everyone to have a great experience. But I'm just wondering, like, what are some common ways that growing and launching can go sideways? And how can we better control for some of those things? So the discovery I mentioned earlier of like just validating with like an ideal member interview, or I would recommend at least 10 to 20 ideal member interviews before you mm. actually launch your, your, you even build your community so that you're really, um, and what, what the benefit and, and really great thing about those are, is that you can take those notes from your ideal member interviews, use the language that they're actually using when they talk about their pain points. Like when you're solving a problem and on the on the community and you're saying, oh, I can help you with this problem and here's how we're going to do it together on this community, making the point to say how we're going to do it together on your sales page or on your landing page or whatever, however you're sharing this with the world. Um, it's really important to use that wording from the people who are actually members of your community who are saying, here's what I needed and here's what this community offers, because then you'll attract people who are going to attract to your message and what you're doing and your visual uh, component of it. Now, if if you have people complaining about the platform, that probably would come out in the discovery process for, for yeah. sure. Um, but let's say you, it didn't for some reason and you launched and then like you have, you know, you're like, here's the portal for the clients and they're all going to be on mighty now. And, and then 10 of them of the 20, we have 20 clients and 10 of them are like, we hate this stupid platform and we don't want to log in. Okay. Well then it's a conversation with, with those clients. Are these are you going to change what your business model is for someone else? That's one choice. Or are you going to say, this is how I work. And if you really want to work with me, here's how we're going to go. And this is why I find that this place is really important. And then giving them examples and descriptions about, this is why this place is so awesome. Most of the, I have never, well, most of the clients I've talked with are on Mighty, but I have never talked to somebody that said that they hate the platform that I'm on as a like one of my clients, yeah. most of them are on Mighty. But people that I've talked to, let's say that are challenged with Mighty, for example, they and they might move to Circle or they might say, oh, you know what? I'm going to go. I had a client that just said, you know what? I'm going to go to a different place because I'm just Substack or something like that because that's just what I feel is more in line. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because it's coming from his perspective or from the host's perspective of saying, here's what I'm struggling with. And to make this really easy and simple, I'm just going to go to a platform that I'm super familiar with, whether that's Facebook or Slack or wherever that is. Um, so I to my personal opinion is that it should come from you. It should come from the, the owner of the business, the host of the community. Where do I want to operate? How am I going to operate? And then from that place, and it kind of talks about um, with David Spinks and his book, uh, Community, The Business of Belonging, he talks a lot about this connection of alignment with your business and your community um, strategies and goals so that you're working uh, together. You know, your community is a pillar of your business, not just like out here as this thing that, you know, people are wanting to join or you want people to join. Like it's all kind of working together in a circle. <laughs> of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, can you mention that book again? Cause one of your blog posts, by the way, you have a really good medium account, um, where you share oh, some really you. valuable <laughs> stuff. One of those posts you shared is community building books. That's quite a good list here. Um, which of these books, if I were to just start with one, like what, what would you think is like the most relevant for today? 
I just did a post uh, that recently went up, I think two days ago, a couple of days ago, about the best of community and tech in 2021 from my perspective. Mm. And on that list was the best book. And I said it was the business of belonging. The reason for that, um, I know David Spinks. I've talked to him several times. He's mm. the co-founder of CMX, which is a uh, online um, company that helps community managers who work at large tech organizations. And he talks about how to, because he's been doing community consulting for uh, over a decade, and he has so many frameworks that are so helpful to large organizations. And my community, the Find Calm Here community, actually did this as a summer book club, this book. Mm. And we broke down the chapters and then talked about them each month, about how we can implement these different frameworks and customize them for entrepreneurs because most of his focus is about larger companies. So, you know, you have a sales team, you have a marketing team, you have a this and that. Well, most entrepreneurs I know have like one or two virtual assistants. Maybe they might be lucky to have like a few people on their team. So how do you make that work? And so we customize the frameworks during that, those, those summer book club. So that's what I would recommend. And I think I know the answer to this. I think everyone knows the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway, uh, is uh, can you charge for communities and what should you charge uh, for communities? And I think, like I said, I've written down my answer right here and then I'll reveal it if I think I know what your answer is going to be. But go ahead. Tell us. (laughs) So it's like the platform question, like which is the best platform? Well, it depends. So my answer is going to be it depends on your, the, and when I say your, I'm talking about like the host. So if I'm speaking to people who are like considering community as a uh, pillar of their business, let's say they have a successful um, consulting or coaching business and they want to bring people um, together in an online community somehow, mm-hmm. but they're not sure how to do that. Then thinking about that as a process of, okay, where would I start? And we're talking about the discovery, but in that, well, how much of time is this going to cost me? Because time is not infinite, right? We have limited amounts of time. And how much money is this going to cost me? Okay, well, now I fig- once you figure out that math of like how much time and money it's going to cost me, well, now I need to figure out how much it's going to, how I need to charge for this, right? Because it's not going to be free because I'm spending so much time and money on this. Um, and so I basically came up with this thing that I call the Calm Calculator, And it's uh, on my blog, so it's on there. Um, But basically, it just breaks down, like, how many people are in my audience? What is my offer? How many people do I think I can convert to this offer? Mm -hmm. Um, Let's put that in half. So if I have 100 people, and then I think I can convert 50, and then I cut that to 25, for example. Um, And then how I'm, let's say I only get 25 people. Well, what does that mean? Then how much is that? Is that a $20,000 a month? Is that, uh, you know, for three month program of a thousand dollars, you know, it really depends. But what I always really focus on is what does the host expect or desire from this online space? Is it really financial goals or is it more connection goals of, I just want to connect with people online. So maybe it's not so financial. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. I say either way, you have to charge for it. You have to charge something because it costs you something. It costs your time, if nothing else. Right. So you have to charge something. I think it's definitely not a good idea to charge the cup of coffee kind of a thing because it's not going to be, you know, people are not, they 
cup of coffee is a cup of coffee. They're not going to invest yeah. and spend time. Community is a, a bigger time investment. So higher prices, you know, depending on what your program is. If you have a, you know, a three to six month program, it's going to take you three to six months. So how much is that mm-hmm. worth to you? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, if it's just a monthly membership, then considering validation questions during your discovery process of, uh, you know, is $25 a month or is $97 a month? Is that something feasible with my clients? And is that going to be something that's going to work for them? Yeah. And um, platforms like Mighty do very, do very well at, um, you know, uh, running an LMS or running e-learning platforms. So if you wanted to put your, you know, your your e-course, your web course, a lot of your training materials, um, it's, I've been loading it up with moving all of our stuff over. I love how it works. It's a pretty mature platform uh, for not just community, but for, you know, a full-fledged learning platform as well. Yeah, I see that work really well with courses, also with masterminds and like cohort-led programs, coaching programs. I'm working with a client right now to transition her Facebook group to a mighty network. Um, We're actually doing that right now. We're going to launch her program in January. But I think, you know, that's the, that's the biggest thing. It's just like, what do you want? What do, what are you going to offer? And then how is it all going to be pieced together? And it's just step-by-step breaking those things down to really get your strategy um, to work for you. Explain, Deb, how you work with people. And, and um, you know, obviously you have a community of your own. Um, I'm thinking primarily most listeners to this audience, they're pretty, like, we've been in business for a while. Like, we're pretty serious about it, you know, Generally, things are moving along pretty well. So I'd say, you know, like, for example, like, look, it's wonderful to join a community and I intend to, um, I intend to join your community, um, but I also want to work with you. <laughs> so what, what is that? I'd love to, you know, whatever that looks like. What, what is that? What does that look like? Yeah. So in 2021, I had been doing discovery calls, which is a free 30 minute session with me to just go over if community is right for you. If you're not a community builder already, like is community the good, that's the best step for you next or if not. And then if you are, you're doing a community, but something isn't working or your launch didn't pan out the way you wanted it to, you're not making the income, you're not getting retention, those kinds of things. Um, We can talk about how I can support you during that discovery call. I stopped offering the discovery call in 2022. So as of 2022, I'm going to be only doing strategy sessions, which is what Uh I usually recommend people to do is a calm clarity call, which we go through a worksheet that I provide. And this is a step-by-step process. It's a 90 minute session for two nine. So um, that's simple and gold. to the point Abs- with absolute that. Absolute gold. Uh, um, but for your yeah. audience, I want to make sure I mention I am going to offer a um, free discovery call link for your audience only. Ooh, do it, do it! All right, uh, where would we find that link? And we'll we'll include it if you know, however you're listening to this episode. Click on the little I to get the show notes, you know, just click around. You'll find where there's, it'll open up some text, right? Where we've got some show notes for it. And in that text, there is a direct link to that. Uh, Deb, do you have that otherwise set up that you could share right now or how we can find that or just in the show notes? It's if you, if you go to findcalmhere.com and just say the contact button, you can say, contact me and shoot me an email. And okay, then cool. that will give you, I will connect with you on the link because uh, it's no longer on my website. Okay. There so should just be a mention Thoughtful Entrepreneur and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast and I would love to pick your brain on blah, 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 and see if it would make sense for us to work together. Cool. You bet. 
Yeah. Awesome. Deb Shell, your website is findcolmhere.com. You mentioned uh, where people can book the uh, either the clarity call or kind of that discovery call or whatever. Um, but how else can folks engage with you? I know you've got your own podcast. It's called Find Calm Here, Create Your Community Strategy with Deb Shell. So you could just Google that or, or search that in your podcast app right now and you can find that. Um, I don't know if there's any particular episodes you'd recommend people start with or how do people kind of start getting into your world? Oh yeah. So the, the podcast is a great place to start. You can grab the links on the Find Calm Here website. Uh, it's on all the platforms uh, for sure. So if you just search it in your podcast player, you should be able to find Find Calm Here podcast. Um, the, the recent episode that just came out, this is as of we're recording, it's the end of the year, uh, December. And we just came out with a new one with a uh, professional community strategist, uh, Todd uh, Neiman. So I would start with that one. Mm. Um, that would be a great one to talk about how important discovery and strategy is, like we talked a little bit about today. Uh, in addition, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can find me on, if you search LinkedIn for Deb Shell community, I'm sure you'll come up with my name on LinkedIn. So you feel free to connect with me and message me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to chat with you uh, through that platform as well. Um, that's, I'm not really on Twitter or uh, Instagram. I am there, but, uh, not as active as LinkedIn. So, yeah. Um, and you do have, do you have a mastermind or is that something that's coming in 2022? Here. I've ran two now that we're in the, the episode airing now here in about the, uh, the the end of February, beginning of March-ish is what I'm guessing. So by now, what do we have, Deb? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. So I did two masterminds in 2021, but uh, 2022, I'm still actually working on my vision around exactly what my offerings are going to be. I'm more focused mm. with client work because that has really picked up. And you talked a little bit about how in addition to support people. And usually what I mentioned about is this elevated support role because entrepreneurs, uh, you know, we're good at lots of things, but sometimes they need a little additional support. So I help with this uh, elevated support role where I've been helping some clients actually put together their, their launch plans and um, write their copy for their email invitations and actually put PDF presentations together for partners and all of those good things. So that's another additional service that I offer. If you contact me through the uh, website, you can we can talk more in, in, in detail about that offer. But that's um, one of the things that I would say uh, is is going to be something that's I'm focusing on uh, in 2022. It's going to be this elevated support support for people, and then building the online community and find calm here. Um, so right now, uh, the mastermind is kind of put on pause because we're building out the calm guides, which are inside the community, and they're step by step uh, mini courses that help you find calm in the community building process. Um, so there's a calm, calm guide to discovery. There's going to be a calm guide to moving a Facebook group to a, a mighty network. Oh, there's going to be it. a calm guide to onboarding, which we did a three-part piece with the mastermind that I led over the, the uh, spring of 2021. So pausing on the mastermind for right now, mm -hmm. focusing on this kind of course building actually, and, and better higher level support to clients is my focus mm -hmm. for 2022. Awesome. Awesome. Deb Shell, again, findcalmhere.com. Thank you so much, Deb, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of upmyinfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new thoughtful entrepreneur high ticket sales coaching program, which you can try absolutely free. 
no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. Music.